But welcome back to Worldview Matters. This is Ross and my co-host, Bob. Bob, great to be with you today. Look forward to a robust discussion about worldview and how does it matter. Well, Ross, it's great to be with you, too. And I don't know if you have had a chance to listen to the show that preceded this one, but our our good buddy, J.P. Spann, stood in for you while since you were uh, indisposed and he and I had some a lot of fun talking, but we missed you, man, and glad to have you back. Good to be back. I hear the agents are after JP already. Absolutely. And, uh, they are. You and I are about to be kicked to the curb, buddy. <laughs> well, it's great that we've got someone who stands in when, when we need that, and uh, thank you, JP, so much. Bob, a couple of things here. I want to talk to you. We, we have been talking about... Eastern mysticism and combinations of different worldviews and faiths and how all these things are becoming amalgamated. This is a very scary situation that we find ourselves in here. Uh, As we tread softly or heavily down this path, there's certainly the possibility that the enemy is going to be attacking well, Ross, I couldn't agree more. And, um, you know, our, our listeners out there, I know that we have uh, probably a mixed, uh, a mixed group of listeners. I know a lot of, of uh, Christians, people who hold to a, a biblical theism, uh, are listeners of ours. I also hope that, and, and JP actually uh, invited um, people who don't necessarily hold to a, a biblical theism to also tune in and listen to us. And in fairness, what we're trying to do is show that everybody has a worldview. Everybody has a way of looking at the world through the lens of a belief system. And um, you and I recently have been talking about a worldview that is uh, in some ways relatively new to the Western cultures, but it's really not a new worldview. It's uh, it's an amalgam of a lot of Eastern uh, worldviews and even some of the old paganism that comes back all the way goes back all the way to Egypt and beyond, and what we're seeing happen in Western culture, Ross, is a synthesis of a lot of the naturalism and materialism that has been in vogue in the 20th century. It's now being kind of meshed together, integrated together with uh, with Eastern religions and some of these uh, old pantheistic religions, and there's a whole brand new worldview that's really not new, which some people are calling the New Age movement or the New Age religion. It's really actually a, a worldview of its own. Well, you, you say an, indo- an amalgamation of Eastern mysticism with more traditional worldviews, monotheistic worldviews, but in the case of Christianity, it's an adulteration when you add anything in on top of, of the faith. You know, you, you also mentioned something else that I think is worth emphasizing, and that is that everyone has a worldview. You may have a passive worldview, or it may be an active worldview, meaning that you've evaluated a lot of different things and you've come to a belief system that's active. You've consciously gone out and looked at things and decided what you believe. A passive worldview pretty much means that um, you have a belief system about why things happen and how they happen and how reactions take place, 
but it's not something that you've actively pursued. It's sort of overtaken you. So you have a passive or an active worldview, depending on where you are and how much you've, you've thought about this. But everyone does have a worldview. The question is, what is that worldview and how consistent is that with truth? Well, Ross, you, you make a great point that in Western culture, uh, the, the popular worldviews of today often are not well thought through or well articulated. They sort of sneak up on people and people embrace a worldview without even realizing it's a worldview. It's, it's a lot like walking outside on a sunny day and without knowing it, you get a suntan. It just, you know, the sun just just gives you, uh, it, it, it permeates everything around you. And before you know it, you come in and go, wow, I'm either suntanned or sunburned. But that's what's happening today. The average person on the street, I don't think, realizes that there is a, there's a campaign that's being fostered upon the culture today. It's a campaign of a new religion. And that's really what it is. It's a religion. There's a view of God. There's a view of man. There's a view of of uh, life after death, all the eight questions that you and I know comprise a worldview. There's a worldview that's coming into vogue today, gradually, systemically, incrementally, but it's actually happening. And what you and I are trying to do is say, hey, this is a worldview. You people need to think about this. Let's consider it and see what the implications are. Well, it seems as though there's an adulteration that's taking place, as you said, of... Uh, a, a number of different worldviews, not just Christianity, but Eastern mysticism is permeating itself into or amalgamating itself into the more traditional views and is adulterating across the board. The question is, what is this? What is Eastern mysticism? What is it a combination of? <clears throat> I mean, we know specifically that there is Scientology. Uh, but this Eastern mysticism seems to be taking a form that includes more than just that, or there are a number of different Eastern mystic-type worldviews that seem to be coming together. Is that accurate? Yeah, well, you're making a great point. In fact, if anything, Scientology, and you mentioned that specifically, is one of many uh, sort of uh, modern uh, versions, modern brands that really go back to some of these older religions like Buddhism. Uh, in fact, Scientology really has a lot of its roots, a lot of its doctrines embedded in in Buddhism and Hinduism. But th- there, there seem to be six basic tenets or doctrines of this worldview, which I will call the New Age movement. And by the way, just for the record, the term New Age really is an incredibly hopeful term for people who follow the New Age uh, teachings. It's the idea that that a new age, a new era is dawning. There's a, a new optimism. The world is, is evolving onto the next dimension or the next plane of, of, of human development. And so people who, uh, who adhere to a new, the New Age religion, and it really is a religion, uh, have basically a messy is a little bit different from some of these older Eastern mystical religions. There's there's a humanism element to this that is uh, that really is kind of a blend. We they borrowed some things from 
from Christianity, but they've not uh, borrowed the transcendent God that goes with Christianity. You know, there, there, there are basically raw six of these doctrines, if I could use that term. But yeah. One of the doctrines is all is one. Anybody who's seen the Star Wars movies knows that the, 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 uh, the, the tagline is, may the force be with you. Right. The whole idea behind that is that uh, in that worldview, the worldview of, of Star Wars, the worldview, the worldview of the New Age, is that everything is one. We all there's a there's a syncretism, there's a monism. That's the that's the term that's used. And if all is one, then all is God. You know, that's the second tenet. The third tenet is humanity is God. In a sense, we're all all humans are progressing to higher forms of consciousness, which lead ultimately to deity. And I don't use that deity with a capital D. It's deity with a, a small case D. A, a fourth tenet is change in consciousness is required. This is really important, that people need to recognize that we need to understand and be connected to this higher realm. There's a lot of different terms from this, Scientology, Ross has its own version of this. Uh, yeah, that's the clear state of Scientology, right? Exactly, exactly. Uh, if you talk to Shirley MacLaine and some of her advocates, you know they may have a different one. Buddhists talk about you know altered states. There, uh, some people talk about uh, a hierarchy of being. Uh, there's a cosmic consciousness. You know, the the fifth dimension. The group that you and I used to listen to back in the '60s talk about the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Aquarius, right. And that's what's happening right now. There are these, some people actually talk about transcendent states of consciousness where we get in touch with the ascended, the masters who've, who've died and gone before us, and they've been reincarnated out of the plane of the earth into this fifth dimensional plane. And now so there are these beings that have moved beyond the physical plane, beyond naturalism, beyond materialism, outside the cosmos of matter, but they're still in the cosmos in the spiritual sense. So you see what's happening here? Naturalism used to be a closed system. Matter was eternal. But now with the New Age religion, matter ultimately can be transcended to this spiritual dimension beyond it. And every one of us are urged to move past the material into the spiritual. Now, you know, you and I who read the Bible uh, realize that this is really the doctrine of the Antichrist. It's the new a. It's the it's the religion that the Antichrist is going to make popular at the end of history, at the end of time. Uh huh. Ooh. Okay. And the, so, so, what are the fifth and sixth points? Well, the fifth point is that all religions are one. That, you know, uh, everything, well, I, let me qualify that. All religions except those religions that uh, believe that there is a is one God and he's a creator. So that would, uh, all religions except uh, the, the, the theistic religions. And that would include Christianity, uh, classic Judaism, and Islam. All, all three of those religions basically hold, still hold to a creator God. So basically what that does, it sets this new Eastern mysticism against the three worldviews, the, the monotheistic worldviews. That's exactly that, right. 
then there's a subset that believes the, the, the Christian subset of the monotheistic worldviews is entirely different. So that is further set apart from the Eastern mysticism religion. Well, it's really interesting because even the, even the big three theistic religions, the monotheistic religions, even within each of those Emerge that is really in step with this new age worldview. Uh, there are a lot of classic Christian churches that are embracing more and more of the of the idea that uh, classical Christianity is not the only way back to God. There's a similar uh, sect in Judaism. Uh, Kabbalism is one of the sects of Judaism that basically teaches, "Hey, look, uh, we're we're all one with the universe." Uh, Sufism is one of the mystical teachings of Islam that basically is leaning toward this new age, all-encompassing religion. So, you know, that's the fifth tenet. All religions are one. And then there's this sixth tenet, which we talked about earlier, that there's a, a, a real optimism about the future uh, based on this cosmic evolution, this fact that mankind is, uh, is, is evolving into higher and higher states of being. And we've got to leave behind the old religion, especially uh, Christianity, with its teachings of Christ as being the only way back to God. Hey, Ross, the other day I was reading uh, a, a quote from Julian Huxley, who was one of the humanists of the past century. And he was a big defender of rational science. He was a scientist himself. But, you know, he basically he said this, and I'm reading a quote from one of his writings. Man is that part of reality in which and through which the cosmic process has become conscious and has begun to comprehend itself. His supreme task, that is mankind, mankind's supreme task is to increase that conscious comprehension and to apply it as fully as possible to guide the course of events. What Huxley's saying here is what a lot of the New Agers are saying, that wow. mankind has a responsibility to guide the human race into a new comprehension of who we are. And, of course, that is basically a religion. Sure. Well, it's put, it puts man in the position of saying that he is God. That's exactly right. And there are no restraints on him. Because man is God, we're all gods. And so all of us have the, uh, the ability. Actually, the, the tagline is we have total freedom. That's the goal. It's to, it's to free people from anything that might hinder them. So there's no absolutes. There are no laws. There's no supreme God. We're all gods. And there's no accountability. Now, those of us who read the scripture realize that sounds an awful lot like what Paul said to Timothy in Timothy 4.1, where he says the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, clearly says that in the last days, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and doctrines taught by demons. And, uh, you know, that's really what's happening. There's a falling away from biblical theism, from theocratic religion, and there's a new embracing of this monism, this new age 
where all things are one and this new age is going to dawn. And this shift has to occur for that to happen. You know, we see a lot of things happening in the Christian church today. Uh, I mean, it, there, there is to some degree a falling away <clears throat> of numbers in terms of attendees, participants in many Christian churches today. How do you tie this in? A lot of things come to mind. You see young people today unwilling to accept responsibility by and large. Eh, Maybe by and large is a little strong, but you see a lot of them unwilling to accept responsibility. You see the, the desire to keep my options open. I don't want to tie myself down. Uh, You see people looking for uh, a little more MTV when it comes to, to church or involvement in church. How do you fit all this into this changing worldview, even within the Christian church? Well, I think it's it's an it's an extension of, of what we talked about earlier that the new the new age movement is encouraging a worldview where there are no absolutes, where everybody has the freedom basically to do whatever whatever they want to do. Of course, you and I, you know, who grew up in the '60s, realize that that that's nothing new. You know, there was a, right. a, a, a an em- an emphasis back then to throw off the old. And uh, put on and embrace this new, free, no, uh, no holes barred, no absolutes, no accountability, and uh, you know we're, we're just a, we're we're a generation further down the road. And well, yeah, it's, a, it's the hippie movement of the uh, late fifties, early sixties, and then the burn your bra movement, and then all of all of what came after that into right into the sixties. That's exactly right. But what, here's what's interesting about what's happening today. It's in the 60s, that was a countercultural movement. I remember being on the campus of Columbia back in the late 60s when Mark Rudd and the SDS were, were basically talking about these same things. And most people looked at them as a radical, this radical uh, splinter group. But those guys now put on corporate suits and they're uh, they've put on clerical collars and they're they've become movie stars and they're the publishers and they're now college professors and deans of and presidents of universities and yeah. that countercultural religion is now be- has become uh, it's become popular it's be- in fact it's really become part of the rubric of our culture and you can just see this everywhere and what's happening gradually is uh, biblical Christianity is slowly being pushed to the side. It's being marginalized. And the next step is for people to come along and say, hey, look, you Christians, you need to stop saying that there are absolutes. Don't you realize that's no longer in vogue? And, of course, there, you know, we have an obligation as believers to say, hey, there's no other name given among men by which we must be saved or come to come to our full humanity, except through the name of Jesus Christ. And so that's opening the door. It's opening a door for the next stage to, to, for people to say, hey, if you won't be quiet, we're going to make you be quiet. And if we won't be quiet after that, then there may be a different solution. And Ross, I know you're a student of World War II. 
You saw what Hitler did to silence the Jews in his culture. And I just, you know, as I look at this, I see that that may be where we're headed. Maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next week, maybe not even in our lifetime. But certainly we are headed that way. And we know we're headed that way because that's what Scripture teaches. Scripture says that there's going to be a time at the end of the world when the Lord is going to give the entire earth over to these doctrines taught by demons. You know, the interesting thing that you, not the interesting, the terrifying thing that you think about and speak about as it relates to World War II and, and where we are, you, th- you think that it's, it, it's just dastardly to talk about a relationship between what happened or some sort of relativism between the Third Reich and where we are today. But you did see early on in the 20s and then the early 30s, these little acts that began to change the cultural viewpoint. You go back to 33 with the burning of the books um, in May of 33, when the students rose up, obviously fueled by the by Nazi propaganda, and burned the books because they were, quote, un-German. In other words, un-Nazi because they had been infiltrated with the Nazi ideology at that point in time. And then, I mean, that gave Hitler a leg up. And then you move to other things where they took uh, took up the guns, took away the guns. They also... Hitler had an annihilation of certain people that were against him. And it just, from 33, really, on through 39, when the war began, it was just increasingly that people were being oppressed and were brought into this way of thinking or fearful of saying anything against that way of thinking, knowing exactly what would happen to them because they saw what happened to other people. Ross, I want to I want to read you a quote that uh, that really mirrors ex- everything that you're saying. Now, this is not from Nazi Germany. This is from the end of the 20th century. It's from a, a book that's that's uh, entitled "Rediscovering the Religion of the Earth." And it's written by two aged ladies, Monica Stew and Barbara Moore, and in their book "Rediscovering the Religion of the Earth." Here's what they say about the old absolute religion of Christianity. And I'm going to quote directly. The fundamentalists have confused. When she said they used the term fundamentalists, they're talking about anybody who holds to a high view of Scripture and that Christ is the only way back to a relationship with God, okay? The The fundamentalists have confused and have attracted many confused people with their moralistic God. The American fundamentalist preachers and politicians are working very hard to make humanism, and it's in quotes, humanism a dirty word. This is the result of their Bronze Age religious heritage in which everyday fleshly, earthly reality had to be demonized in order to make spirit, that's that's also in quotes, the property of a few. True humanism, I'm going to say this very slowly, true humanism, primal spirituality, and the energy of evolution. You hear these terms? 
Let me go on in this quote, Ross, from uh, Rediscovering the Religion of the Earth. True humanism, primal spirituality, and the energy of evolution must join together in a conscious force to tell the truth about God. The truth is that God is not in a book, holy, golden or otherwise. God is the universe. We are all now living inside the body of God. And, and that's, that's what's happening here. Except, you know, Hitler was able to gain great traction with the German people because they had lost hope. They'd lost hope after World War I. And Hitler came up and said, let me give you hope. And the hope is that you are part of a superior race. The Aryan race is the superior race of beings on the earth. If you read some of the writings of the New Age movement, they've replaced the Aryan race with the Aquarian race. Uh. There's a brand new race that's emerging, but it's the race of spiritual-minded people. But when I say spiritual-minded, don't, don't hear Holy Spirit. Don't hear the spirit of the scriptures. Hear the spirit of of the ancients, the spirit of the ages, these old ancient spirits that go all the way back to Babylon, go all the way back to Egypt. These are the spirit, the spirits and people who are in touch with them. And some of the New Agers actually have spirit guides that lead them and direct them. People who are in touch with them are going to actually be able to ascend to a higher plane of consciousness and bring about a new world order, a brand new age on earth. But it's not biblical Christianity. It's not Judaism. It's not Islam. It's this amalgamation of all these pantheisms of the past. And Ross, I know this isn't, this hasn't gained full traction yet. But it is becoming more and more popular, more and more relevant, more and more culturally acceptable every every single day. Well, you know, I hear in discussion with uh, people and witnessing to them about my faith, I hear them say, you know, really, all gods are the same. It's just a matter of how you how you get to them or we are God, or God is in everything, or uh, I'm spiritual. Here's one you hear a lot. I'm really spiritual, very spiritual. Now, I'm, no, I'm not a Christian, don't believe in Christianity. I believe in spiritualism, and I'm very, a very spiritual person. And, well, there's a, it's a, it's an interesting launching point to, for a discussion of worldview and what have you, but this this is a belief system I think that most people have, and they believe because I am spiritual. That is the end result. I'm, I'm thinking about things, so, but it doesn't matter what I think. Well, I'll, I'll, that's code. Whenever you hear someone say, I'm not a Christian, but I'm spiritual, that's code for I am buying into, maybe not lock, stock, and barrel yet, but I'm buying into this monism, that all is one, all religions are the same, we're all moving to a higher plane. That's code for that. And these old, these old theistic religions are going to have to be, and they already are marginalized, uh, 
and eventually they'll have to be completely eradicated for the planet to move into this new this new spiritual reality. You know, you know, Ross, this didn't happen overnight, though. Just like it didn't happen overnight in Germany, it didn't happen overnight in Western culture. It's been going on really since the 1600s. And you and I have talked about that. And maybe in one of our future shows, we can go back and recap the broad spectrum of how worldview in the West has changed from biblical theism to deism to naturalism to uh, uh, basically a humanistic higher consciousness, and now we're moving into the new age, which is an amalgamation of all these things together. But it's not the same spirituality that the scriptures talk about. It's totally different. You know, the uh, the World War II and lead up to World War II, there are very few people, I think, that that recognize or understand the degree to which there was a mystic part of the belief system within the Nazi movement. And Hitler, as you and I have talked about before, Hitler did not extract himself from the, the church in Germany. As a matter of fact, he put in a man named Mueller as the head of the church in Germany, but he wanted to stay on the inside of it and operate from the inside. And of course, a number of people spun off and uh, you and I have done a, a study and are really highly taken by the work of Dietrich Bonhoeffer as well as a number of other people during the, during that period. But there was a tremendous mystic portion of the Third Reich movement, the Nazi movement, the, the Nationalist Socialist Party, and you saw, saw what happened. Uh, well, I think any, any student of history, Ross, will understand that what you're saying is, is spot on. It, in fact, uh, the, the Nazi Party and Hitler in particular were occultic in their beliefs. Yes, very much so. And, and that's really part of this new age religion. And I just right. want everybody to realize it's a religion. Yeah. It's, a, it's a worldview that has certain tenets and belief systems that support it. And uh, it, it is now becoming the most popular movement in the world. It's, it's becoming transcontinental, if you will, trans-earth. Uh, trans in fact, uh, every December 31st, New Agers uh, get together in, in huddle groups around the world and pray for the emerging of the age of Aquarius. You know, Ross, I know we're just about out of time today, but you and I talked earlier about how the Mayans missed the end of the world scenario. December 21st came and went, and we're all still here. No meteor struck us, although we had a close call, didn't we, last week? Yeah. But but if you go back and really look at Mayan culture, as much as we understand it, because it's really difficult to understand the Mayan language, what appears to have been their understanding of the end of the world is not the end of the world in terms of annihilation, but the end of the world in terms of transformation, that one age was closing and a new age was dawning. And that's really what we're hearing a lot of, isn't it? Yep. Absolutely. We're, I think we're heading down a road that is getting wider and wider as we go down it because we see that uh, a tremendous amount of the thinking process and and religions are touching what we're talking about uh, here today. I sense that we're going to be camping out here for a period of time, and that's 
I think it's a good place for us to camp out because this is such a pervasive thing that's happening in our culture today. And Ross, I would if, if I know that a lot of our listeners are are Christians, and you and I have been in talking with our engineer JP that even the, even the taping of this show has been incredibly difficult. We've had lots and lots of of drop calls, and uh, it's just been there's been hindrances. And you and I both have experienced lots of challenging things in our own personal lives. As believers, we know that our struggle is not against flesh and blood. We're ruling against principalities and powers against world forces of this darkness in which we live. There's spiritual warfare. And so I would just ask our listeners, those who know the Lord, to pray and ask God to protect and give wisdom. And I would ask our listeners who are not believers to think about the fact that there is a there's an agenda that's being foisted upon our culture today that has a dark dark side that's designed to put people into captivity and prevent them from seeing the true light of our creator God. So don't mean to be evangelistic, but we really do need to say those things. Well, I think we do. I think we do need to, we we are evangelistic. We're not, we certainly don't want anyone to be confused about our worldview. Both Bob and I are committed Christians and our worldview is one, a Christian worldview. And so we're talking about things from that perspective. That's the lens through which we look at things. We do not want to, to, for anyone to believe that we're middle of the road in terms of our beliefs. So if that means that you want to argue with us more, so be it. You want to argue with us less, so be that. But let us know what you think. We'd be glad to, happy to engage you your questions that you send to us and and however you decide to get to them, get them to us, go to the website, drop those to us. And we'll certainly include that in future shows and discuss those issues. Bob, I think we are uh, out of time today. I'm sorry that that's the case, but we'll pick this up in subsequent shows. Thank you again, JP, for, for coming along last week and filling in. Happy to have you anytime. We would encourage you listeners to go to the other shows that are on Big Brains Media. Just go to the website, www.bigbrainsmedia.com, and the shows are listed at the top. We have a wide range of very informative and very engaging shows that James Spann has put together. We're so grateful for all the folks at Big Brains Media for so doing. Bob, always great to be with you. I look forward to being with you again soon. And uh, we've got a lot of ground to cover. Looking forward to doing so. Me too, Ross. Thanks. This has been Worldview Matters, brought to you by Big Brains Media. To leave feedback for Ross or Bob, visit us at www.bigbrainsmedia.com.